We are back for the 16th interview episode of Home Mount Advantage. I'm Sam Herring, joined today by Seth Gross. If you don't already know who Seth Gross is, he is a multiple-time high school state champion in the state of Minnesota. He is a multiple-time Fargo champion. He is a two-time NCAA finalist, including a 2018 NCAA title. And he's fresh off a Bill Farrell title this last weekend. Man, I'm so grateful that I got the opportunity to um, get this interview done with Seth. And uh, I really I really hope you guys enjoy it. So just sit back and enjoy. Thank you, guys. Well, hey, Seth. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Excited, excited to be on. Yeah, no, I appreciate you uh, you taking the time to come come join me for another episode of Home at Advantage. Uh, really excited to get this going. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Let's, thanks, thanks for inviting me. No problem. Let's let's just jump right in and uh, start by asking how you got introduced to the sport of wrestling and uh, just when was that? How old were you? And just give the details there. Yeah, yeah. I got into into wrestling at an early age. My dad was a little, he wrestled a little bit growing up. Uh, I was kind of big in his family. All his brothers wrestled, and um, yeah, he just brought me in when I was about five years old and just had me try it out, see how I liked it, and just immediately fell in love with the sport right away and as soon as he brought me I was hey let's when are we going back again when are we wrestling again and uh yeah that, I mean the rest was history ever since it's been a, been a pretty uh consistent thing in my life so it didn't take any time for you to to develop a passion for the sport you just it knew it was for you right away yeah yeah it was the one thing you know and then as I got older the, the passion just grew and I realized I, I ain't quite bad I liked all sports I was pretty pretty uh active guy and like to do a lot of things but uh yeah as i got older i wasn't 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 too big and couldn't do many other sports at a very very good level and uh i think that helped my uh, wrestling passion grow a little bit and uh once i once i fully committed to wrestling year round it it was all i really thought about all the time so what do you what do you think about wrestling drew you in uh so close at the beginning was it was it just the creativity side of it the hard working side of it right away when you started wrestling what did you like about it um, honestly right when i started it was probably more about i love being around my friends hanging out and just doing something that we were all doing together and just those relationships because i all my best friends that i have even have to this day are through through the sport of wrestling i think that was that was a big thing for me it was you know i was around kids that i went to school with and kids i, I like to be around and it was just it was just a fun atmosphere and i had an amazing youth coach I keep in touch with him today but he really helped me fall in love with it just how fun he made the sport and it wasn't something that you know you know it wasn't he wasn't one of those coaches who you went into practice you know dreading what, what you're gonna have to do that day it was just he made it he made it super uh super fun and creative and just he, he was a lot a lot different I think uh as far as youth coaching approach so it was really good did you find excess immediately? Were you a good wrestler right away and, and really dominate the youth scene, or, or did it take you a little while to uh, to gain success? Um, I was, I think right when I started, I was, you know, okay, I might have done all right at my first tournament, one and one Been, you know, I wasn't state champ or anything right away. And then uh, once I got, I think, two or three years in, I started doing pretty well as a youth wrestler. Uh, just within the state, I would uh, – Beat, beat most of the guys pretty much I, I won a couple like triple crowns within the state but uh every time I'd go to national tournaments I wouldn't do wouldn't do anything too crazy I wasn't I wasn't the tallest champ or any of that stuff but I did pretty well within the state of Minnesota 
What were your first big or national tournaments across the across the nation? Um, I mean, growing up, I, I did I did go to Tulsa, I did go to Liberty. I think the best I ever did uh, when I was a little bit older, I got like second at Liberty. Um, the first time I really actually did good at a national tournament was in high school. I I ended up uh, winning Fargo was kind of when I actually hopped on the scene and kind of got recognized a little bit more nationally. But up until then, I was pretty good within the state of Minnesota. And if you're in Minnesota, you probably knew me. But outside of that, it wasn't anything too crazy. So um, we kind of see a really creative and innovative style that you have right now. When when did you develop that? Was that in your youth or high school or college or even later than that? I mean, we saw you hit it in high school and college. So when when did you develop that style? Yeah, it's just always been, you know, what I did. I was I was always the kid in the room that was kind of screwing around and trying not to let my partner score on me when we're supposed to be drilling and uh, just making stuff up all the time. And it's just something I, I enjoyed doing. And, uh, yeah, I kind of prided myself when I was little on not letting guys score on me in practice and being – being a little, little bit, you know, coaches thought I was screwing around a little bit, but I was just trying new things and having fun. And it was just uh, the other big thing is I was always terrible at getting my legs back, sprawling, and doing any of that stuff. So I, I had to figure something else out if I wanted to to do well. So yeah, it was that, you know, the coaches were always trying to make me do sprawl, uh, like stance in motion, getting my sprawls down, but I could just, I could never get it, could never, never stop guys from getting my legs. So I was like. I'm going to try to figure something else out. And so I started rolling around and trying just about everything to see see how I could stop these guys. And, and I guess that's kind of how it developed. I just kept working on my craft, and it kept getting a little better and kept adding to it. So did your did your coaches and partners and, and family kind of support that, that style of wrestling, or did they resent that and, and uh, try to make you sprawl and, and do that style of wrestling that's normal? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they definitely didn't didn't think it was the best way. You know, I lost a lot of matches from it at a young age. I didn't, you know, it costed me a lot of times, and it didn't always work out the way the way it does now. And uh, yeah, so they they always tried to you know teach me to do things the right way and get me even even going into college. You know, that was my first year at Iowa. They wanted to you know get me to get me to be more baseline, do, do, you know, get my legs back, do things right, quit rolling around and all that. And it was just right. something, to, you know, I'm not, you know, when I got with coach Bono and he, he, he finally realized that and he's like, yeah, hey, he's going to do what he's going to do out there. And, uh, the best thing is to support him with it and, uh, help him, help him figure out new things he can do from, from different positions. So it was, yeah, it, t- it took a while for people to finally, Finally, just be like, yeah, he's he's not gonna do things the the normal way, and uh, yeah, it was it was something. I mean, even at a young age, my dad was always trying to get me to do do the basics, but yeah, then I mean, it was it was more. I just wasn't good at doing the basics than anything. I tried to, but it just just wasn't happening. But that, that's funny, but uh, because Chris Bono is like the total opposite style. He's like the Iowa grind style, yeah. strict baseline. It's funny that he was the one that that really helped support it. Yeah. Um, all right, so so you wrestled in uh, at Apple Valley in high school, right? Yeah. And did you wrestle for them in junior high and elementary, kind of in their youth program or something? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so so what was that like? That's a program that has a, a deep history, and uh, they've been really successful throughout the years. What what was that like getting started right in that program and having so many good wrestlers surrounding you and coaches and stuff? 
Yeah, it was. I mean, it was amazing, and that, that's. I mean, think that I attribute a lot of me falling in love with the sport to Apple Valley, and uh, you know, like I said, the youth coach I had at Apple Valley was unbelievable. Uh, he got me to really love the sport, and then the other, the other big thing from the youth level all the way up until high school, it's like you got you got the best partners in the country at all levels. You got guys that kick your butt every day, you know, going into high school up until probably my junior, senior year, I would get my butt kicked by just about everybody. You know, there were state champs at more than half our weights basically every year. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it was a lot, a lot of figuring out how to get tough and resilient and, you know, get, get your butt kicked and figure out how to rebound and try again the next day. And I think that that really helped me transition into college wrestling. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a unique experience. That definitely isn't like that at and every high school and stuff. But just the depth that we had from from the youth level all the way up. It was just, you know, it was either, you know, give up or figure out how how to make, you know, climb that climb that totem pole and get to the top. You know, right. so it, it it really helped me develop that competitive, you know, the competitiveness I have today. And I think that, you know, get get getting your butt kicked. It, 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 you you figure things out, you know, going through right. that every day. Um, yeah, that definitely. Um, I bet that that was awesome. Um, so was that kind of in your high school career? Was that when your success kind of spiked? You said you won a you won a Fargo title was your first breakout tournament nationally. Was that was that um in high school that you first saw your success start to spike? Um, yeah, yeah. I think honestly at every level, I think I've gotten a little bit better, a little bit better. And, uh, yeah, that was the first time I really did good as far as breaking kind of on that national scene. And that was just a huge, huge momentum and confident or huge confidence booster for me. And I started actually kind of believing in my, believing in myself. It was, you know, I knew all the guys within Minnesota and I knew I could beat them. But every time I show up at like a national tournament, you know, you always got that kind of confidence thing in your head that you got to get over. And, uh, once I won Fargo, that confidence was just at an all-time high, and I just kind of, just kind of rolled with it. And that's when the momentum picked up, and I just kept doing, doing better and better. And uh, yeah, I just kept, kept improving from there on out. And I think that, yeah, the big thing was just getting that one first big, big win for me, and that, 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 that got it all started. So you would attribute that to, to more mindset that you, you needed that confidence gain more than like a training change or uh, coaching or partners or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, all right. So I want to talk a little bit about your recruiting stage. Um, you committed to Iowa. W- what were your top three schools, and uh, and what was the recruitment process like for you? Um, my top three schools. Uh, I guess we'll go. I took four visits. So the four schools okay, I okay. visited was uh, Iowa. I visited Minnesota. I visited uh, North Carolina, and I visited Oklahoma State. And those were. Uh, it came down to um, Oklahoma State, uh, Minnesota, and and Iowa, and I think those were the three that I was mainly looking at. But uh, you know, after I took my visit on Iowa, I was gonna—that's where I wanted to go. Um, it was just the just the atmosphere, the way that when I stepped in that room, just the this the intensity. It reminded me a lot of my high school, and I saw a lot of similarities. And it was a spot that I really thought I could train and continue to develop my wrestling and uh you just tell how competitive and serious those guys were day in day out just on a couple days that I was there on my visit so I think that was one of the big big kind of draws to there for me and um yeah Oklahoma State was another another good one I liked but uh just just not quite quite up what I was looking for and felt 
not quite like home. And the other big thing was I wanted to I wanted to up every single day, but uh, and just just try a different area and see see how I liked like different place. But uh, it was yeah perfect kind of that three four hour range from home that you know they come visit whenever they want, but they're not there all the time. So it was it ended up being being a pretty good you know fit and you know I thought it was a place that would be perfect for me. Um yeah, because North Carolina and Oklahoma State are are pretty far from Minnesota. Um so. You said it was the environment that kind of drawed you to um, Iowa. When you got there, was it was it what you expected? And uh, and how was that first fre- redshirt freshman year? How how did that go for you? Was there any big changes? Like you said, Apple Valley prepared you really well for for college. Was there any changes in your like your mindset or wrestling at all going into that Iowa wrestling room? Um. I think that wrestling-wise, it was fairly, you know, that wasn't a huge adjustment for me. Um, I'd say, you know, the couple things, it was more uh, more of a social life thing and being on my own for the first time. Like, my parents, they were pretty, I guess I'd say strict a little bit. That You know, they kept me kept me in line in high school, you know, and uh, and uh, this is the first time that you're on your own, is, you know, when right. you're in college. And uh, I think it was more of that part that I had a hard time handling and, you know, and, uh, trying to make the right decisions, but, you know, wanting to hang out with certain, and it was just more of, uh, you know, I think that <laughs> big piece that if I had to go back is, uh, if I was to go through the recruiting process again, it would be more about the team and the relationship with the team versus right. just the environment and how the wrestling is, you know, cause you're going to do well and you're going to succeed when you're around people that bring you up and the people that you get along with and believe, you know, have the same goals as, and, um, I didn't necessarily think I found, found a group of guys on the team that I was super close with or really felt that I clicked with. And I think that was kind of the harder part for me transitioning. But as far as, as far as wrestling, you know, that was, it was, you know, a little different, but the same, you know, I, I was training with, best guys in the country every day in high school and same thing when I got to college and it wasn't you know I knew how to work hard and knew 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 how to go through the grind like that and yeah that part was that was that was an easy transition so um you ended up transferring after that that red red shirt freshman year um to South Dakota State and and coach Bono was actually kind of new to South Dakota State at the time if if I'm remembering correctly um why why do you think he reached out to you and uh and and wanted you a part of his program, and uh, and then why did you end up deciding to go to South Dakota State? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, pretty much everybody knows the story. You know, I got in some trouble at Iowa, made some poor decisions, and uh, just uh, you know, I, instead, I mean, I probably maybe had a chance to work my way back on the team, but just really wanted a fresh start and try something else out. And uh, you know, and uh, it, it was me reaching out, you know, to Chris, to Coach Bono, and. Uh, more of him giving me a chance than uh, him reaching out to me. So it was, you know, I was just hoping that I could get into school and somebody would want me on their team. And he was the guy that was willing to take that chance on me and give me an opportunity. And when I got there, it was, you know, you're going to do, you're going to follow every little, rule, every little rule we have. You're going to, you know, if you show up late to one practice, you get, you're gone and stuff. So it was, you know, he, he said, I'm going to give you a chance, but don't screw it up pretty much. And then, you know, I lo- I loved I love South Dakota. It was a small community where, you know, I had those relationships. I really got close with the coaches and the team there, and I had 
you know, my family wasn't far away from there either. It was just, it ended up, you know, being the perfect, perfect place for me for the, for the four years that I was there. And I really, really enjoyed it. But yeah, it was, uh, you know, more, more me reaching out to coach Bono, hoping that he'd give me a chance. And, uh, he, I was fortunate enough that him and, and South Dakota state were willing to let me on the team there. How long did that, that process take? Were you able to enroll right as the school year started? So, yeah, I got, I got into, so I was, I was pretty late to actually like getting into, I mean, I started when school started, but like it was a last minute, like August and school started in September Ooh. that, so I mean, the, the day that I messaged Bono, he messaged me back <laughs> way and, uh, I think within within 36, 48 hours, I committed to South Dakota State and started enrolling. So it was wow. Once I once I checked it out and talked to Bono, it was a pretty quick. Uh, I'm in. Let's do this type of deal. Okay, so um, that next year, were were you starting and ready to go that that freshman year? And how how did that freshman year go? I'm not totally sure of how that went. Um, it was. A rough start. It was a rough start to say the least. I, I came on campus almost weighing 165, 170 pounds. I hadn't wrestled in four months. I, I yeah, I was I was uh, I was out of shape to say to say the least. Um, and uh, so it was a long process. I, that's I, I didn't go with 133 that year just because I had I was that big coming on and and chunky coming into campus. So it was a long long process getting down to even getting down to 141, and I ended up getting down to weight and halfway through the year I had a losing record um I hadn't won a single uh duel until after Christmas and um so it was a rough year I didn't 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 start off too well but I stuck with it kept training hard and then after Christmas it kind of turned around I ended up winning all my matches but four after Christmas and uh ended up beating Bryce Meredith and uh to make the national to make national tournament I beat him at big 12s and then uh was around a 12 at nationals that year so it didn't, it didn't start off too hot I had a little bit of uh spurt at the end that was pretty well and uh yeah so that was kind of the freshman year and then um <clears throat> the next year your sophomore year you ended up making the finals at 33 yeah so that, yep. that was a that was a, a really loaded bracket too with Tomasello Clark um yeah so that 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 bracket was loaded you ended up making the finals losing to your uh to your teammate, old teammate, former teammate, uh, Corey Clark, was there any extra animosity there in that match, or was it just chill, normal match? Um, I'd say I probably put too much pressure on myself because of the storyline around it and everything. I don't think there was necessarily any animosity or necessarily anything like that, but it was definitely, you know, a lot more pressure. It was something, you know, I was getting interviewed before my matches and everything. It was always about, oh, your former teammate, oh, and bringing up how I got in trouble and all that and it was it got me kind of off my mindset and kind of got me out of my game a little bit and ended up putting probably a little bit too much pressure on myself and making the match and too big a deal almost and then I'm pretty I'm pretty I like to be calm when I go out there and I think I went out there a little too too amped up and stuff so I let I think I let some outside things impact me a little bit too much that that finals and then it was my first time out there he'd been out there two three times and uh so you know it was it was it was a good experience for sure and you know that's a match that I think about a lot still to this day but uh you know I learned from it and uh yeah, I was able to bounce back and then um, that next year, uh, your junior year, was a year we really saw your top game improve, and then you started just dominating everybody. 
with your with your tilts and and rebar stuff like that with AJ Shop coming into South Dakota State. Um, how, how did he and that and that coaching staff there affect your wrestling? When did AJ Shop come in? Was it before you? Uh, he was there right when I he was there the first year I was there was his first year there. Okay, and uh, so I imagine you two were pretty tight with that with that you both coming coming in for to that uh, program, and then he really affected your your top wrestling from from my point of view at least. Um, yeah. How how close did you guys get? And uh, yeah, and how how did your top game improve? Like what was the the levels to that? Yeah, it was it was. So I was pretty good at uh, riding as I could get, you know, I could hold most people down. I just, I was never good at getting turns unless I cradle them. Like, throughout high school, I could cradle guys. And, uh, yeah, shop just preached it every day. Just go to your tilts first. Cradles will open up later, but focus on tilts, tilts. And uh, every day, pretty much every day after practice, he'd have me spend 10, 15 minutes just working on uh, capturing wrists and tilting guys and, uh, just going through different series and different things you can do depending on which way guys turn, which way if they try to stand up, and uh, really just broke down every single aspect to uh, wrestling on top because he he's he's unbelievable there. Like, I mean, he, he is can, a wizard. Yeah, he, on top. They, yeah. Like, like people say, I'm pretty good on top. This dude, I mean, he would. I, I couldn't I couldn't ride him whatsoever because he knew what I was trying to do, but he could hold yeah. me down and turn me pretty much. A lot of time, I started figuring out a little bit for the most part. Though he turned, he turned me pretty much every time we wrestled. And uh, but yeah, it was it was unbelievable having him and having him really break that stuff down for me. And I learned a lot of just little little things that make a big difference, right? It's those, <laughs> those, you know, everybody knows the tilts and turns that I do, but it's those little details that you probably don't notice that make it work and actually, you know, ha- make it happen and stuff. So it was. It was really cool having him because he he's really really good at breaking it down and really getting you to learn learn every little detail of it and um, just staying on me about working on it every single day you know every every single practice he had me make sure I do something just because I think he saw that I was pretty good at riding guys and uh, decent on top and uh, just knew if I added that stuff to it that would really help and uh, it did so that was. That was huge to have him have him help me out for those few years that he was at South Dakota State. So, um, okay. So what was that? So you said you came into South Dakota State weighing like 170. You had to go 41 that first year. What was that weight descent like? Um, <clears throat> coming in from 170 down, then you were like a pretty normal size 33. Uh, were you able to get down pretty easily? And then that was your healthy weight. Was 33 was your competition weight? Yeah, yeah. So I got in, and uh, I didn't think I was that big, honestly. I thought I was like 155. So I told Bono that. I remember it's kind of funny. One day I go into practice, and me and Bono wrestled, and he's like, "Dude, there's no way you're 155." He's like, "Step on the scale." And after the workout, I was 168, 167, or something like that. And he's like, "He's like, you better get your weight down. You're freaking going 141." And I was like, "All right." So I slowly, slowly started bringing it down, and. Uh, slowly slimmed down but still even even then I probably I didn't definitely didn't make it the right way even getting down to 41 it was more me me sucking myself dry dehydrating myself and just just making the weight and I didn't do it the healthy way I didn't feel good and uh yeah so it took me probably till till December January time till I actually was probably in 
at least somewhat of a decent shape and actually feeling feeling pretty good and actually having a little bit more muscle on me instead of fat and uh yeah so it was a tough transition and uh I probably would have stayed at 141 if it weren't for uh freestyle that summer I decided to try out try going 60 kilograms and um you know it was something we talked about I was like you know I might as well I'll give it a try and see how I feel and I made I made it down there and I felt felt better than I felt my entire wrestling career and so I was like hey this is my weight I'm going 133 and never looked back um well now you're down to 57 for the, for the freestyle year so just yeah. cutting all the way down um all right so that that junior year we're still on that um <clears throat> big season for you but one of the biggest storylines was your your super match with Bryce Meredith at the duel where did that where did that start um, it was so it was on uh on uh Twitter and I, I think you I think I posted just a picture. It was like kind of a promo promo picture that uh that Flow Wrestling had put out there and it was just like showcasing that me and Bryce were both gonna be wrestling. Nothing really about us like going head to head or anything. Right. It was just like pictures of us and I, I uh I just like reposted it and said, Come come to the match this Friday and I think Bryce Bryce replied and said, yeah, me versus God's wrestler 133 or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, we were, we were, we were one and one at the time. We uh, split matches my freshman year. So I was like, yeah, we got to finish our best out of three series. And uh, people just blew it up and like, it was just going crazy. And so it was kind of, I mean, Bryce didn't really have much control over it. Cause I'd have to obviously go up a weight class to make right. it happen. And, uh, <laughs> I went and talked to Bono. I was like, "Hey, man, let's 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 make this happen. This will be this will be awesome." And he he was all about it. He's like, "Let let's do it." He started he started posting stuff on social media too, amping it up a little bit. And he's like, "Hey, I mean, I'm all about it. We're gonna, you know, as long as things things work out and they're willing to do it, let's do it." So that yeah, he he was you know there was no no really. Not, not nothing wrong with it with to him and uh our team has still ended up uh being in a position to win the duel so he sent me on up to a 141 and yeah we got to make it happen put on put on a show for the wrestling community you weighed in at 133 for that one right because of the descent plan and everything for that match yeah yeah yep i remember okay. i weighed in i remember i weighed in 132.6 that day yep did uh had you told bryce that you were committing to it that you were you were planning on doing that Oh uh, yeah, we 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 talked a little bit here and there, and you know I told him if, if Bono let let me do it, I'm gonna do it. Or let's freaking do it. And yeah, yeah. So I think I think he still thought it was maybe not gonna happen. Right, it, right. Uh, didn't really know, but I think uh, when we started the duel <laughs> at uh, 1:49, I think he knew. You know, because Bono Bono talked to talked to other coach out there, and he's like, "Can we start at 1:49 then?" and he said yeah so that was that i think that's when he knew this is this is actually going to happen i love that duels are, are starting to change their starting weight uh yeah. i think it's a it's a cool wrinkle to uh to college wrestling <clears throat> all right so let's let's get into that match it was um y'all styles are, are clash really really well like you've got the the funky guys gets it on single and uh you're really good with that hit belly wizard and uh you're pretty funky and he's a little bit the same way but he's a little bit more standard uh he does like top a lot so y'all have similar st- uh styles but just a little bit of um twist to him so um 
he got you. It was really, really close match. Uh, just, just walk me through that. What was going through your mind during that match? Um, I was just, yeah, going out there. I was hoping to wear on him, and uh, hopefully, yeah, just, just push the pace and see, see what happened and let it fly. And uh, yeah, we got in a lot of cool, crazy situations. And um, yeah, the, the deciding takedown. It was one that I thought I had secured. I thought I was in pretty good position to finish the shot there, and I was like. <laughs> I got this. I'm about to get this takedown, put get some ride time on there, and you know get this match done. And uh, he uh, he literally held on uh, as as I was coming out, kind of trying to try. I came up with it, getting off to the side. I thought I was about to sit him to the side and and hook the leg and turn into him, score my points. And he held on by kind of like almost the tip of my ankle or tip of my uh, tip of my toe, and he just held on to that and. Uh, kind of snuck through as I, as I was trying to turn into him and yeah, he ended up in a single leg position pretty much. And, uh, you know, it was after a long scramble and I kind of, I think I kind of relaxed for a second and this dude just freaking blew right through <laughs> me. Kind of did a kneecap double right there and was able to get a quick two and yeah, I escaped, but yeah, couldn't, 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 couldn't come back in time. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a bummer, but it was, it was, it was, it was my fun, favorite match of the year, and uh, I think it was a good thing for me to put, push myself that that in that time of the year and get a tough match like that just to prepare me for the for the postseason. Yeah, definitely. Um, that that was definitely uh good on on you. Made a name for yourself that like you're standing up, uh, bumping up to 41 for the matchup. It was a really entertaining match. You you let it fly. Um, and then you sparked you sparked an idea with Jordan Burroughs and Frank Tremiso. At uh, I beat the streets. So that was that was really cool, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was that was super cool to see, and you know they gave us credit and everything, and you know it's still people still talk about that match to this day. So it's yeah, it was a super cool thing to do, and you know I'd do it do it again if I had the opportunity. It was it was yeah, best 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 experience probably I've ever had in college, and the atmosphere at the duel was crazy, and it was yeah, it was something special. Um, and then that match kind of um changed the hodge the what the hodge look for that year because you ended up winning it having a really dominant season but that one loss even though it isn't up a weight uh really changed people's outlook on the hodge but um sadly uh get another chance this year the favorite uh for the hodge but anyway uh that season you you just kept dominating ended up winning the ncaa title that year um pretty dominant fashion Tyreek Wilson came out of nowhere in that semifinal match. Um, he still pulled it out, gutty, uh, gutty match. And then in the finals, used some of that AJ Shop tilt stuff. Uh, Kent Stefan Micic jumped out to a big lead and uh, just changed the match from there. To walk us through that NCAA tournament. Finally got that win. It was your third NCAA tournament as a junior. So, yeah, uh, yeah just walk us through that. Yeah, it was a fun tournament, and I was, you know, I was- Felt felt pretty decent, you know. It's a long year, and you got, you know, you just gotta you gotta figure out a way to win. And uh, I was feeling good, and uh, yeah, I was expecting, you know, I beat my guy, and I I I had seen that Tariq Wilson was wrestling Cade Brock, and I'm pretty sure uh, they wrestled earlier that year, and Cade Brock tagged him or something. So right. I didn't really... Yeah, it was in like Italy or something because they wrestled yeah. overseas. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm wrestling Cade Brock again next match, and that's kind of. You know what I what I was thinking, and I went back to the hotel, and uh, my coach told me, "Oh, you see 
Cade Brock got destroyed, and I was like, oh no, and like Tariq beat him. I was like, he was like, yeah, and he he like majored him or something, and uh, yeah, so I wasn't, I wasn't, I think it kind of, I I wouldn't say threw me off, but it got me kind of thinking, and like, oh, what is this dude doing out of nowhere to beat beat all these pretty good guys, and uh, yeah, kind of. And then I had a big break, so I wrestled that quarterfinals match, and you don't wrestle the semis till later that night. So I had a big break, and I think I was kind of sitting at the hotel, stressing myself out a little bit too much about this. Like, man, this dude's freaking taking everybody out, and uh, yeah. But I, you know, coaches try to calm and keep keep me cool and keep me in my uh, kind of groove there. And you know, I went out there, and the plan was, you know, I, need, I just need to get on top of this guy and get to my turns and stuff, and. Uh, it didn't go quite quite according according to my plans. You know, I went out there and uh, had some really wasn't feeling my best that match and had my feet weren't firing very good. Pretty slow feet. It was like everything was going in slow motion. He shoot his uh, shoot his single leg and I think I moved my leg, but it didn't move for two seconds. And all of a sudden he'd be having my leg in there taking me down. And uh, yeah, he, he took me down five times that match in in a uh, regular time or uh, in in. Uh, yeah, in uh, regulation time there, and I took him down uh, zero times. So, so that wasn't that was definitely wasn't part of the plan there. But uh, I mean, I got got on top. I ended up choosing top that match and getting a four point turn was huge. And then just just riding him for a, a lot of the match. And uh, yeah, it was it was crazy one. And then yeah, it was all tied up going into overtime. And I remember five takedowns to zero into yeah, overtime. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> I remember the one thing is uh, he 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 thought he'd won the match. He thought he thought he was winning by a point after he took me down. He kind of did a quick flex, and then uh, he realized you know the match ain't over yet. And I could tell, right. I could tell he was pretty exhausted. And I was like, I, I need to do, I need to friggin' figure this out. And uh, yeah, I was able to, to. He he got in that next shot, and I could tell he wasn't. He didn't come up with it right away. So I was like, I need to capitalize on this, and I was able to. Uh, uh, get get to my 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 signature move right there that I like to do where I kind of belly wizard into catching that far arm stepping over and uh, yeah I felt it and I hit it right away and was able to get it done in overtime there. So going into that overtime period, um, were were you thinking like, all right, if I can last this one minute period, we're going top bottom. It's it's over if I if I get there, um, or were you thinking I got to get this takedown in this period? Uh, what was what was the mindset going in? Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew he was gonna shoot, get to my legs. So if I, it was it was I gotta get this here, you know. Right. I wasn't waited out. I knew, you know, the longer it goes in this overtime, and he, if he gets my leg out, leg leg in the air off the mat, I'm, I'm gonna lose this match. So I was like, I'm gonna, you know, as soon as he gets there, I'm gonna have to get my freaking knee to the ground, and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to score here. And uh, yeah, it ended up. Uh, working out he shot in and that that time I finally reacted a little bit quicker got my knee on the ground and was able to work from there and then uh yeah that was super dramatic what was it 12 to 10 ended up being the uh the final score for plus the overtime so 22 Uh, points up on the board yeah I got I got the pin though so so okay 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 yeah um so yeah that was that was uh really really entertaining you seem to have a lot of those that year. Um, and then the finals match, you had Stefan Micic. Have you, had you wrestled him at all your college career? 
We wrestled at the All Star Classic that year. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and then, uh, how did how did that match go at the All Star Classic? So I beat him seven to one at the All Star Classic. Was that um, off a of top, or were you able to take him down a couple times too? Uh, so at the All Star Classic, I actually took him down, I think, two or three times, something like that. Yeah. So I was taking him okay. down at All Star and rode him for a while there too. Um. So were you were you having to hold yourself back on the confidence uh, because you you won that uh, leading into your your finals match were you kind of trying to talk him up a little bit or talk yourself like keep the confidence going? Yeah, I, once I once I got past that semis match, it was just a relief, and I knew I I knew I was gonna get it done. I knew I was feeling good, and felt felt back to you know back to normal, and uh, just yeah, I, I was feeling really good going into the match, and just knew that. I got to score early. I got to get to my turns and ride him hard. And, uh, yeah, I was actually right right off the whistle. He ended up getting super, super deep in on a high crotch and uh, just barely fended that off. And then as soon as we got up, I kind of dove in on a quick finish on a single. And, uh, yeah, I got to that turn quick. And, uh, yeah, after that, after that, it was uh, – I wasn't taking any chance. I, I, I yeah. probably could have kept wrestling a little harder, fought positions more, but I was – Gonna make sure I won that match. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he's a he's a really hard lefty lead European kind of style, so he gives a a different feel. Um, but yeah, I bet it's good getting that matchup in at the All Star Classic before you wrestle that because a guy like him, you kind of want to get your hands on before you wrestle on that kind of stage. Um, all right, so you got you got to work after that takedown on top. And uh, you rebar tilted him. Did you do that twice, or did you just get the four count? So I did it. I took him over, only got a two count. I went back, and then I retook him over to get the full four count. So did did you uh, let go of it, or did you just get a total of four or six? Just a total of four, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Um. So that match, he just you jumped out to six zero lead with a bunch of riding time. He wasn't able to come back. I think the final score was like thirteen to seven. Um, if I remember, um, got a first NCAA champion D1 for South Dakota State. It was huge. Uh, Chris Bono, AJ Shop had only been there for a few years and uh, already got their first NCAA champ. And uh, yeah, so how, how did that how did that feel getting that done after a year of losing in the finals? It was cool. It was, it was uh, yeah, honestly, it was it was the biggest thing. It was just I felt relieved after that. You know, I put a lot of pressure on myself, and there was a lot of you know when you. When I was number one all year, top guy at the weight, and yeah, it was just a big relief to get that. You know, I had a big chip on my shoulder, really wanted to get that done, and just train as hard as I can, and just to to finally do that, it was it felt really good, and finally, yeah, I just felt relieved, and it was really, yeah, just amazing doing it, doing it for South Dakota State, a team that never had that national champ before, and uh, yeah, it was it was really cool, and just the. The whole community was fired up, and you know, it's like a little celebrity in Brookings for for the time, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was special. It was it was cool, and being able to do it with Bono Reader Reader in my corner was was pretty awesome. Were you the uh, the first NCAA champ in any sport for them? Uh, for Division One, yeah. For Division One, wow. So that that was not only wrestling. So when you got back to to campus, everybody was yeah. every sport. Every, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so you didn't you didn't take any time off. You got back 61 kilos at the U.S. Open. I think that was in April. Yeah. Um, so not too long after the uh, NCAA tournament. Um, 
First of all, how how did you feel in freestyle? Because you hadn't competed in freestyle since the last year. Um, and uh, do you think your style, because you're such a good top wrestler and your scrambling is so good, um, that you would think that you're a much better folk style wrestler than you are freestyle. Do you feel that way, or do you feel like you, you're better in freestyle than you are in folk? Um, I, I mean, I've spent so much time in the past five years doing folk style that I've probably gotten pretty good at folk style but all throughout high school and growing up I was a hundred times better at freestyle it was always my my style that I was really good at and uh obviously I had to develop uh, a little bit better folks got folk style skills to uh jump levels in college and stuff so I developed that but yeah I, th- I mean once I see once I'm able to kind of focus all my all my time on freestyle I think that I'll even make bigger jumps there but I still think that I mean, I personally think I'm a better freestyler, but, yeah, I think the top game kind of might neutralize it a little bit. But, yeah, I like both of them. And, uh, yeah, I think that, I mean, I have a unique style for folk style and freestyle, but I think it translates pretty well to both. Um, so that, that freestyle season, you ended up making the semifinals of the U.S. Open, beating some pretty good guys, um, then having a really, really tight high high point volume again. Uh, which all your ma- high-level matches are pretty much uh, lots of points scored, um, which we as spectators appreciate. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you uh, you had a really tight match with Nashon Garrett, who was the eventual world teamer that year. Um, did that did that boost your confidence, or were you ex- expecting that already, and uh, and you felt like that was kind of a letdown? Yeah, I mean, I I expected to win that match. I think the the big thing for me that summer is that's that's when kind of Bono left for Wisconsin. And right. I didn't I didn't really have any training regimen going on. I didn't have coaches there really at all because Damian hadn't got there yet. So it was more that more so that I think I was I was pretty out of shape. I really wasn't training going into that. It was more I I showed up and winged it, I guess, and. Uh, I think that seeing that I was able to still almost beat this guy when I wasn't, you know, really doing any freestyle training and uh, doing too much, it was, it was I, honestly a confidence booster to know, you know, hey, I'm right here now. You know, I know if I spend my time, you know, if I'm in good shape and I spend my time, you know, focusing on my freestyle game, this is a match that I should, I should be able to win every time. Um. Yes, yeah, so that was a that was a great summer for you. Ended up. Hurting your back, was that in training or in competition? So I hurt my back uh, preseason, that next college season, okay. yeah, training. Um, and was your plan to stay at South Dakota State with Coach Damien and, and finish your college career out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had 100% intention of, uh, yeah, just, just getting done with it and then figuring out where I wanted to train freestyle at. So, yeah, I was I was actually yeah, getting ready for the All-Star Classic again. I was supposed to wrestle uh, – I think, yeah, I was supposed to wrestle Tariq, I believe, and uh, we had that all set up, ready to go, and uh, the week leading up to that is when I retweaked my back. I've had kind of back problems my whole career since uh, my junior year of high school, and I kind of re-heard it a little worse than I'd ever been before, and uh, didn't really know how bad it was at first, but we decided, hey, I'm not going to do the All-Star Classic, take some time off, try to get healthy. And um, ended up getting MRI and uh, did everything I could to try to try to get it healed up, get back to the map, but it just didn't just didn't end up getting better. So they ended up making the decision. I want to be healthy, you know, for my 2020 Olympic run. So I'm gonna have surgery now and figure it out later. So 
So it was the thought process and the timing between that. So you, you figured out your back was hurt. You decided you want to take the time. When did you decide it was going to be all right, medical red shirt? And then when did you decide um, I'm looking to transfer? Yeah. So, so first I actually wrestled one match. Our very, I think it was our very first match against Arizona right, yeah. State. And leading up to that, I hadn't wrestled live in two weeks. I hadn't really mm-hmm. done anything, but so my back was feeling pretty good actually. I hadn't done anything that would strain it or hurt it. So I went out there. It was a quick match. Didn't really tweak it so i was like oh i mean i'm gonna be good to wrestle this season no no problem and i went back to practice that monday did one hard practice and then i remember waking up the next day and like i got out of bed i couldn't stand up straight i couldn't barely bend and uh yeah it was it was really bad so i went in and uh you know we were like all right well let's get let's get that's where i started getting my mris and trying to figure things out and um from about that was think the second week in november until midlands i really just was trying every possible thing to get healthy i got two different uh steroid shot or epidural shots in my back i got i saw a neurological chiropractor i only did swimming workouts i did i did a lot of different things just to you know see like what you know i, I still have full intentions of you know getting back out there and uh trying to make it happen so but then um it was right around Midlands and it just nothing was working and uh, finally I kind of sat down with one of the doctors and they kind of said like hey like I think surgery is going to be the best option you know and I sat down with my parents and we talked about it too and it was kind of the big thing was you know is this season important to you or is being making sure you're you're ready because my ultimate goal is you know the Olympic championships and it was a more of a conversation you know do you care about you know fighting through it and uh having surgery maybe after this season and maybe not even getting through the season and then trying to figure it out or do you want to you know just hang it up now and uh make sure you're healthy for the 2020 uh, olympic stuff so i sat down the doctor thought it was the best best thing for me to be ready for 2020 was you know have that surgery right then and there and uh yeah, so I think it was right at the beginning of January I had the, made the decision that, hey, I'm going to take a medical year and have this surgery and hope that hope that I'm able to compete again afterwards. When did the thoughts of, of uh, transferring come about, was, and was it a result of the injury, kind of just like you needed a place for your 2020 Olympic run and, and your freestyle career from there? Um. I mean, not to get into, I guess, too much detail, uh, there was just, things weren't, I guess, handled in, uh, in the best way at South Dakota, uh, when I decided to have surgery, and, um, yeah, just, just some different drama and different things happened there that, you know, I don't, I don't think went down in appropriate ways and stuff, and I just felt like, yeah, I need, I need to look at all my options here, and, um, you know, I'm free to, you know, like you like you said, I want to see you know where, pretty much what's the best thing for my Olympic run, what's the best thing for my schooling, what's the best you know for my future, and um, you know I, I talked to talked to a few different places, you know, and talked to a few different coaches and stuff. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, here at Wisconsin, they had one of the top business schools in the country, and I got into one of the best uh, yeah supply chain management uh, graduate schools and um just a lot of opportunity to uh 
yeah, just can continue to grow in my wrestling and be be around, you know, those coaches that I grew really close with again. And, um, yeah, just the resources here, really everything just, you know, was perfect here. I think it was what I needed, and it was close. Once again, it was, you know, fairly close to home and just a place that, you know, was it really ended up being a perfect fit. Um, what what other schools were you looking at? Um, I mean, it was it was Wisconsin's to lose, you know. It was it was pretty much ninety nine percent gonna be there. I I chatted with you know Tom Ryan and Kale Sanderson, but I I didn't check out and actually go visit any other schools. I had a few conversations with them, but it was you know unless something didn't work out and I couldn't go to Wisconsin or something, it was it was always gonna be here. Um, so you made that. What what time of year did you make that decision? Um, it's a good question. Uh, sometime, I think it was a few weeks after nationals or within okay, okay. a week. So how, how soon were you able to make that move to, uh, to Wisconsin and then get, get into their training regimen and get ready for the, uh, for the upcoming season? Um, so I moved to Wisconsin right in June. So I got down here in June and, um, I wasn't cleared to actually start wrestling and uh, do everything. So I had my surgery January 22nd, and I wasn't allowed to wrestle for five months. So it was like I wasn't supposed to wrestle until end of July. But I started doing a little bit of drilling and stuff in end of June and started started getting back into this, just starting getting in shape, doing some cardio stuff and just, just yeah, trimming, trimming down the body fat again a little bit, trying to get where I needed to be. So... And then I was kind of, come June, July, I was starting to get back in the full throttle of things. When did you start thinking about your weight classes for not only the college season, but then, and then the Olympic, uh, Olympic run that you, that you're going to make? Um, because it, it is a little bit of a, of a tough decision because you got 25, 33, 41 as your college choices, but then 25 or 43 for, um, for Olympic year. So when did you start looking at that and, uh, and what was that process like? Um, I actually made my mind up pretty early. It was always, you know, it was always going to be 33 for college wise, just because I knew that's where my body felt really good. That's where I felt that I always competed my best. And yeah, the bigger decision was, yeah, 57 or 65. Do I want to wrestle 33 and then try to get, get big quick and wrestle 65 kilos? Or do I try to shrink my body down, maybe be a little bit small for the college season, but make 57 and, um, yeah, just, I guess that as far as my back injury goes, it's kind of lifting. You know, I don't I don't do much for lifting weights anymore, um, and it's it's a little harder for me to put on weight and just straight muscle and stuff just due to that. So it was you know I decided hey I'm gonna I'm gonna shrink my body down a little bit. I'm gonna do this the right way and I'm gonna make 57. And it was you know I I decided that early on just because I knew I needed a lot of time to do it. And uh, you know I told Bono and. and didn't really talk about it much after that. I was like, I'm going 57, and he was, at first he was like, yeah, yeah, right, dude, whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and then he started to see, and I was coming into practice at like 136 and stuff, and getting my weight down and weighing out at like 130, and then he's like, oh, this dude's actually going 57, and uh, I ended up making it down, and uh, yeah, the, the rest, the rest is history on that. And I, I imagine that um, it's also easier to make your like your lower weight the one that you don't compete in as much but when you're competing every single weekend in college it's harder to make that kind of cut yeah Um, yeah, definitely so 
you got you came into to Wisconsin. Uh, you're into this this final senior year. Um, the by far the b- biggest favorite for 33. And uh, how many how many matches have you had this this year? Four or five? Five. Five. All right. And then um, did you know all along you were you were going to the Bill Farrell? Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. That's it. Was go to the Bill Farrell, qualify, and then you know focus focus on the college season and then get ready for the trials after that and uh obviously always the backup plan was you know if things don't go well at the Farrell go to the U.S. Open and stuff but yeah yeah it was always the plan yeah go wrestle at the Bill Farrell. Do you have any other um any other competitions planned do you want to get another competition at 57 before the Olympic trials or do you just want to head right in there? Uh, I'm just gonna head, yeah, head right in I mean I'm still practicing consistently my freestyle wrestling you know right. working working on that every day and just, just keeping up with that adding adding to what I do and you know we have Ben Askren that comes in and works works some freestyle with me and uh yeah different guys that are, that are coming in and out helping me out with that that aspect of things so um as far as as far as the weight you know it wasn't people I mean I, I look pretty big at 57 and uh and, and people think it's pretty tough but Honestly, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't too hard, you know. As long as you do things right, super disciplined about it, you know. I made it down to 120, 28, pre- pretty easily. Not really a problem. That last last few pounds was the ones that were pretty tough, but it wasn't it wasn't too big of a problem. And um, the big thing is like right now I walk around at 137, 138, and that's just you know I've shrunken my body down to to be that size just so when when the time does come, it's not going to affect the way I wrestle. Um, so you're wrestling 33 this year. Next year, kind of opens back up to to 61. Um, uh, do you plan to stay for your? So this is your last college year. Do you plan to stay at 57 for the rest of your uh freestyle career, or do you want to kind of try to get bigger and wrestle 61 in 2021, and then try to get bigger for 65 for 2024? Um, I mean, I'm I'm going 61 on off years, yeah. Unless yeah. I I gotta go 57, yeah. I'm going 61. That'll be yeah, just a more comfortable way, and I can enjoy life a little bit more and just training a little bit more. And uh, yeah, so yeah, unless it's, it's, I mean, yeah, obviously the Olympics is right. a big deal, and that's right. something I got to give my best shot at. But yeah, if, if I if I had the option, it would be it would be 61. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Bill Farrell, and then and then let you get out of here. Um, so good. you came in had a had a good weight cut, felt good. Um, right you, you came in everything was good uh first match was a little little tough you had to get that warm-up in um yeah. and then you had Suriano next and that was a that was a match we kind of thought could happen last year when, when your back was hurt if uh if you were able to make it back um and then so that matchup finally came the um the thing that I, I thought he was going to be able to do against you was like um keep his positioning strong and hold it to a very tight match, and uh, and and so I was interested to see how you guys were able to play that out, and um, you were able to belly whizzer, tip him over uh, right at the end, the two points take that match. Um, did you were you feeling good in that match? knew knew you had it, or uh, was that kind of like a oh shoot, what do I do? And then you got it, you got it, got it at the end of the match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was not the game plan and not what I was hoping was going to happen out there. Uh, yeah, I, I, as far as the weight cut didn't affect me, but 
a ton, but I do think that I didn't do a great job of uh, warming up. It was, you know, they got three small mats and a ton of people trying to warm up, and I just didn't quite get the warm-up I needed. I didn't burn my lungs out, so that first match was pretty much that, burning out my lungs, getting set and everything, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure most wrestlers have been through it, but sometimes you get that where, where you burn out your lungs, and then after the match, you taking deep breaths and it burns and all that and uh yeah I was kind of feeling that and I went and laid down for a little bit and it was a pretty quick turnaround and uh I knew I had Suriano right next and he was kind of he's looking pretty good and uh yeah I was feeling pretty pretty crappy at the moment but uh yeah I uh knew I needed I knew he was going to try to keep it close close and I knew that you know I was gonna have to find some some way to score I was hoping to uh get get on more attacks early and um and uh yeah, I just hope hope to find find things more but I knew he was really good positionally and um the big thing is yeah, I wanted to force him to shoot shots get get to my legs and uh and and score off of that just cuz he's got really good reattacks he got really good you know positionally and um yeah right, so I, right. I really just wanted to yeah push push into him keep moving forward taking taking ground and uh force him into a shot and mm-hmm. uh that's kind of the big game plan, and I was hoping to score, obviously, more than that, but that's kind of what happened at the end. I pushed in and uh, kind of stood up a little bit, make it, made a shot look a little bit easier, and he, he shot in on that leg and was able to, yeah, kind of crazy position. He had my, my knee kind of the opposite way, and I dove over and then jumped back to the side and then uh, was able to get that cross lift right, right at the end. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a crazy match, and obviously – um, yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was going to go that way. I was thinking there's going to be a whole lot of points on the board. And, right. uh, yeah, it ended up being, you know, he, he's pretty good at those close matches, though. So it felt 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 like a pre- pretty good confidence booster beating him at what he's good at, which is uh, winning those close matches. Yeah, um, I really thought I was hoping he would shoot in a little bit more, create a little bit more action. But it was I was having flashbacks to his match with Joe Colon at Beat the Streets when it was just like, yeah. Shot clock point, shot clock point, takedown at the end. It was yeah. like it was the almost exact same thing, uh, the other way, this time. Um, so you had Darian Cruz in the semis. Had you ever wrestled him? Mean, he was 25 for his whole college career. I imagine you never wrestled him. Uh, that was the first time feeling him. He's a little bit of a distance, quick speed guy, but you're able to handle that that pretty well. Get it, get a tech in that match, move on. Were you expecting uh, Nation in the finals, like? going into the tournament were you expecting him to come out of that other side um i don't know i mean he's he's always struggled a little bit at 57 but i knew he had he he uh he's a guy that you know he could beat anybody and he could also lose to some guys so it was it was it was i I just look at one match at a time i didn't really i don't i'm not a huge you know film looking ahead it's just you know whoever's in front of you you got to go out there and beat him so i was kind of kind of the game plan stick to what i do and go out there and execute so yeah i mean it would have been fun to wrestle him again and get one of those matches but you know had darian and then uh and tomasello so yeah so you you ended up getting tomasello in the finals um where was was he what you expected did he have anything uh new or different that that kind of surprised you? you were able to check him pretty pretty easily that match was uh was over pretty quickly and you look you look great it was like um Thomas Gilman says once you get the snowball rolling, it just just gets bigger and keeps going. It's kind of what you look like. Um, like the first match was a little low, and then you got better and better, and then ended up taking Darren Cruz and Thomasello back to back. So 
Was he was he the same as you thought, or did he have a little bit of a different wrinkle? Um, I mean, I, I don't. I guess I don't know necessarily what I was expecting. All I knew is that you know, as as the day went on, like you said, I just felt unbelievable. I was getting my stuff. I felt quick. I felt strong. I felt really good after after I burned my lungs out and got got past that Suriano match. I just felt 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 on another level as far as as far as my body felt and everything. So I really just 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 got to my stuff more you know it was just thing you know I, I was getting to my ties I was getting to my offense I was pushing the pace and uh yeah I mean I felt I mean the one thing I guess I noticed I felt massive compared to those two guys uh yeah I felt you know Suriano was did, didn't feel huge against him I felt a little bit bigger and stronger than him but I didn't feel feel as when I when I wrestled Darian and Tomasello it felt like I was yeah, at, a, at a different weight class than him but <laughs> Tomasello looked smaller like than I than I thought because he wrestled 33 that one year. Yeah. I thought he was kind of putting on some weight. He had an injury normally tied to injuries is some gaining weight, but he looked smaller than he than he was before. That that kind of surprised me. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. You you were definitely looking a lot bigger than those guys. Um. But yeah. So you've got uh rest of your college season coming up. Uh, U.S. Open. Sure, you'll be watching that but but still focus on your college how much freestyle training will you do um versus folk style uh during this college season and how much will you do like after nationals uh, or like leading up to nationals how much freestyle parterre stuff will you do yeah uh i think you typically probably two days a week i'll do say at least something as far as freestyle if it's you know drill and do a little bit of live or just drill and spar or whatever but uh um yeah i mean and then the rest of i mean two days a week freestyle two days a week folk style something something along those lines but yeah we have competition end of the week so we kind of back off on that but uh yeah it'll be it'll be about 50 50 probably a little bit more folk style come the end of the year when i'm getting ready for nationals and stuff and then uh i mean once once nationals is over it's more about just sharpening up and make sure you know i'm just Focusing on those actual freestyle positions, like you said, parterre, um, making sure chest wrap defense good. Just just those those things where you can give up cheap points is kind of where I've struggled in the past. So just making sure I'm I'm being smart in those positions and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's wrestling and uh, right. You know, you, you're ready to go in one style. You can you can figure it out in the other. So it'll be it'll be a quick quick transition. But you know, it's 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 you know, I've been doing it my whole life, so it won't be, it won't be too bad. You know, it's funny. I asked this uh, same question to Kyle Snyder, and he gave an answer like, my folk style and freestyle are the exact same. I cut a guy in folk style. <laughs> I just take him down and cut him. Yeah. And so it's funny. Like, your style is totally different. Like, you ride a guy on top and turn him with tilts, and, and you're kind of scrambly. So your folk style transition to freestyle is much different. So, yeah, I was curious. Um, then hopefully Suriano might – Pulls the Olympic red shirt for the next semester. I'm really hoping for that. Get an uh, NCAA final maybe between you and him. Maybe uh, we'll shoot a little bit more, get some more action. Um, but yeah, uh, looking forward to, to watching you compete for the rest of the year, and uh, and then looking forward. What 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 are you uh, looking forward to after wrestling? Do you want to go into MMA, stick with wrestling, go into coaching, or you, you got a business degree? Um, so you just move into business? That's a, that's a that's a great question, man. I wish I, I wish I knew and had a plan. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely, uh, 
do some sort of coaching after college and then you know I got I got business aspirations I got I thought about fighting who knows we'll we'll see if I if I if that's a passion of mine I, I like the grappling side of things so we'll see but uh yeah I, I, my, my head's all over the place one day I want to want to be an MMA fighter the next day I want to freaking run a business the next day I just want to coach and who knows we'll, we'll see where yeah. it's see where life takes me and where god takes me with everything and uh where he wants me to be so uh yeah it's just just playing it day by day and focusing on uh the here and now but uh yeah looking forward to the future awesome well seth thanks so much for joining me today uh that's all the all the questions i have for you today it was it was great talking to you and, and getting this interview in yeah th- thanks for having me on man and yeah hope you have a awesome year too this year thank you thank you all right talk to you soon yeah see you later man